Hey, if you're loving Creative Mind, check out some of our past episodes where we dive deep into topics like children's book illustration, video game design, filmmaking, and of course, the most important topic of all, how do you make a living as an artist? So please hit subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on so you never miss an episode. And check out the show notes for links to our Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube page for even more great content. We are a neighborhood. And when we stop thinking about commoditization and we start thinking about the well-being and the health of a community, art becomes a natural extension of social responsibility. That was Fred Knapp, the Chief Operating Officer of Maximus Real Estate Partners, the force behind the Park Merced neighborhood in San Francisco. And we're also going to talk with Avnish Nigam, the Senior Director of Community Relations Management and Brand Execution at Maximus Real Estate Partners. Now, I know this can very quickly turn into a cynical conversation like straight out of Fight Club and corporate art speak and commissioning work for no other reason than you've got a building and you need some art. But this is different, and we want to shine a spotlight on the unique relationship between the artists and the client here at Park Merced, and how some clients understand that art is the key to creating a home. And coming up later in the weeks, we've got some great interviews with the artists and the team behind the mural. So grab a pen and paper, take some notes, because if you've ever thought about public art, corporate art, or just how that art got up on the wall, we're going to walk you through every step of that process. My name is Fred Knapp. I am a partner in charge of operations for Maximus, essentially COO. I oversee the entirety of the operating organization across our number of properties of 30 plus years in real estate and essentially a mega project individual is part of operationalizing a large development in South Korea called New Songdo City. He had operated in the UK with BBC and GlaxoSmithKline. Recently came from the East Coast in New York City, where I was executive director for Hudson Yards, which was the largest privately funded construction project in American history. Wow. So this is not, to simplify it, just, you know, apartment buildings and making them pretty. This is Park Merced is a massive footprint in Northern California. Park Merced today is 150 acres, little over 3,200 units. Park Merced tomorrow will be on the same 150 acres, almost 9,000 units. So we are under a, a master plan development approval to construct new buildings create new opportunities in the Bay Area for individuals at all levels. We're going to really dive into the concept of the mural here because the Academy Art and Park Merced partnered to put in this mural and hopefully others. How does the role of fine art and public art play into the development of a large rental complex? Our belief in management or the culture were growing inside Maximus. And our belief is not to talk about the commodity. It's a, to talk about the human experience. Our landscaping, employment of the senses is everything in life's experience. And so as we change our focus in the organization from the commodity to 
life's experience, art plays a major role. It's a natural transition in how we think and how we use empty wall space to promote opportunity and activation. Has that been a change in the world of real estate? When was that shift? Has, has that always been there or is that filtering down to this level? Interesting question. I think when you look at it, right, I would relate that more to trophy orientation, right? Some fantastic, beautiful lobbies or an amazing interior designed and appropriated space. I think those are more trophies than they are community activations for the population. What we're trying to do is center our organization around human experiences and activations and spend our money and our time in areas where people can freely enjoy those in the way they want to. So while there are prescribed events, for example, in the courtyard where we're doing our mural and what we're talking about, there are prescribed events, comedy night, movie night, different types of activities that we'll have going on and offering. But it's also there for two friends who just want to sit and talk, a group of friends who want to go and grab a drink or a bottle of wine and have a place to go, all the way up to someone in distress who can go to a place that is just different and happy and provides opportunity. And so our potential here is all about perspective. And it's not our perspective. It's our community residents' perspective. And how we build that healthy community is our focus, not the commodity. Yes, yes. Happy to be here. Uh, the name is Avnish Nigam. Uh, my title is Senior Director, Community Relations Management Group and Brand Execution. So uh, a mouthful there. But, uh, you know, what I do is portfolio-wide and working with, um, with Maximus on all the five assets in the, in the portfolio on community relations and creating in unique experiences and partnerships. Nation, we joked about that. It's a lot more than just hanging the for rent sign up on the window and you know hoping people drive by and get it. This idea of community, this idea of providing space that is free for people to use and, and providing space that is, this is yours, this is your home. How do you plan that and then sell that to a larger organization? It's really not rocket science, right? We're really trying to get in touch and understand what's going on through the minds of our residents, right? Like what's going on with their lives, where they are in, what stage of life they're in, and really just understanding what their wants and needs are. And so when we start to dive into those conversations with the residents, we understand that we're trying to create more of a, like a, a system where there's community, but it's really where the heart can be comfortable, right? And that's really where we want to find out. So people can have that sense of place and community and to Fred's point, you know, just get that bottle of wine and enjoy and look at the mural in this particular example and have it spark conversation, but really just try to get the energy of the place to be rooted in what the wants are from the resident. We've got that big looming thing we've all had to deal with COVID and we're all working from home. We're staying at home. That's another shift that we're going to see, I'm assuming, in the real estate and rental property and property management world that are you just coming to terms with, or is this a new opportunity for you guys? I don't want to say opportunity, right? Because that would minimize the struggle that we've gone through as a nation and we've gone through as individuals. I think from our perspective is the last thing we want to do is be opportunistic in this venue. What I would say is it gives greater purpose 
to our concept and the way our organization now thinks and how our leadership has shifted and how we amend two aspects like COVID in our lives. Essentially, what we're talking about is decommoditizing the human relationship. And we need to look first at our primary mission is to be fully engaged in the human relationship. We have, with 3,200 units, it's an approximate population of 11,000 people. We're 1% of the San Francisco commercial landmass. We are a neighborhood. And when we stop thinking about commoditization and we start thinking about the well-being and the health of a community, we are drawn to these special little places where individuals can find retreat or groups can gather or large events and activations can occur. We like doing these courtyards. We call them microactivations. They're small in nature compared to the large size and scale of Park Merced. They're more intimate to have it designed to have impact. And the experiences through COVID have dramatically changed our industry, should change our nation and, and our industry. We've thought about it differently. We were one of the first organizations even before the mandates came out to send our employees home and, and work from home. We, during COVID, suspended before mandates, things like late fees and payments and, you know, the routine of what the commodity holds. We went further and we employed mental health professionals free to our residents if they were in distress or fear had begun to set in. We employed personal financial, home financial services for our residents. They were completely confidential to us. We had no insight to it. We had no reporting to it. But similar to large corporations that have what you call EAP programs, employee assistance programs, we hired and paid for 6,500 keys. A key essentially was three private sessions with a mental health professional and then pre-negotiated an ongoing rate of $65 an hour after those three free sessions. We did the same thing with financial assistance. Because what COVID did was created fear and it's no way to live. And so what we wanted to do was take what we talk about in our leadership a lot is our obligation to social responsibility. And so we tried our best and we made those offers. We also partnered with non-for-profits in San Francisco to do educational webinars as laws change and, and elements of legislation change to do impartial, third-party, not-for-profit educational seminars for our residents. Art becomes a natural extension of social responsibility. That's probably the most heartfelt thing I've ever heard anyone say in business, let alone just in life. I mean, you're looking at your community as your family. No. This is my life. It's not my business. Sorry for interrupting, but, you know, this is where we have to get passionate about what we do. I've committed my life to this. I have spent more time during the day with Avnish than I do with my daughters, with my new puppies, right. you know, with my partner. If I'm not passionate, why am I doing it? If I'm not committed, why am I doing it? Too many times, I'll call it the system, right? Business draws you into the rigor of business and you forget life. We're looking to change that. 
We talked about COVID, we talked about how things are changing and building this community and building a place where I'm happy, I'm good. I want to walk the grounds. I want to find the cool little niches and areas to hang out and activations. Can, can you explain that? That's a term I've never heard before, activations. What, what do you mean by that? Yeah. And just before we get into that, I did want to, you know, talk more about what Fred was saying, because it is really the guiding principle that we move forward in every moment of our day. You know, the residents through that like fear and uncertainty that has been provided with the current market and just environment has really given us that purpose and that chance to connect with them even further on what they want. We've been able to establish a sense of trust through this process and that we're there with them living this experience uh, through the, the programming and that we've provided with support. And, you know, so I think that has gone a long way. You know, we talk a lot about how residents were probably maybe home, you know, 30, 40% of the time. And now pretty much 100% of the residents are home 100% of the time. Right. And so this is our responsibility and our purpose to be empathetic, to provide that service. And we talk about stewardship and accountability and being solution oriented, but having, again, a heart to go with it. These are words that we use in our daily conversations on how we connect with our residents. And we do our best to try to make it all put it together. And, and therein comes like the activations. So I'll give you an example, maybe a small type thing, but in our courtyards, we created a simple program like Arts in the Courtyards. It was right in the heart, um, you know, main part of COVID. And um, it was live instrumental music in the courtyards. You know, we did not encourage gathering by any means, but we encourage people to open their window. Just get that sense of life and music and art into your ears and into your world. We found people would come out, set up blankets or chairs and be, you know, spatially aware, but then also... We saw people washing dishes through their window, you know, and then listening to the music. So it did bring a sense of comfort where I think we all felt astray at that point in time. And so we really tried to be sensitive to what the moment at hand is. And that is one simple level of an activation to, you know, doing more, you know, lively performance-based partnering with different art institutions as well. This place was built for returning GIs and and there was this, the hooks yeah, in the yeah, walls yeah, yeah. had where the laundry line was, yeah. where, yeah, you would have a sense of community. And this will be the last COVID conversation we have. But going forward, we are now meeting our neighbors. We are now seeing people more like, oh, I didn't know I live next door to you. I can now talk to you and hang out. And opening up your windows and hearing music and seeing a mural is like, that's stuff you only see in movies. That's not real life. And now it's becoming real life faster and faster. So, well, let's focus on, on the mural and the art aspect. For a large corporation, corporate art for a lot of artists is that's the pinnacle. It's like, I'm doing corporate art. It's a good client. Some corporate art is not the most exciting. It's art for art for because I am a corporation. I have to have corporate art. Right. So check the box. Yes, I, I, I've done it. But you're choosing art for some very specific reasons. What are some very specific reasons you're choosing art? Well, a question about the what and the how, right? And so the what for many corporations is the check the box, I've got art. And that many times narrows down to one senior person displaying their preference of art or, again, trophy, you know, memorializing their trophy and in, in what that may be. And we, we want to stay far away from that. And so the what is art in this situation. How we go about that when our actions meet our words and we have an opportunity to partner with the academy and say there are, we have, what, 10, 12 students 
who are gaining invaluable experience, one in working through the corporate process and the, you know, the bureaucracy, if you will, of how do I actually get to my paintbrush, but then two, how do I plan it? How do I think about it? How do I execute it? And then how do I get to what I love to do and paint it? When Avnish, who I solely credit for, you know, uncovering this diamond, when we turn around and say the what, the art, the opportunity really comes how we do it. And when we partner with the academy and when we can partner with the students and form a relationship with David, who is instructed through this, it's just been absolutely incredible. And all we're doing is giving a blank canvas, right? <laughs> And we get to step back and absorb their energy and see the world through their eyes and understand their perspective. So the easy part is the what, the art, the how we do it. I don't want to be trite in saying changes our lives. It is certainly food for our soul, right? As we go about the bureaucracy of our business to step out of that in this moment of time and work with those students and work with David and, and see their images and, you know, see their inspiration on paper. It, we said when we went through the selection process, like, this is incredibly difficult. Oh, yeah. you, like yeah. what we saw was like absolutely amazing. Yeah. We went from maybe two walls to like 50 walls. Like, <laughs> can we have this all? Like, yeah. there is a place for yeah. all of this. Yes. I thought it was just absolutely amazing and, and very difficult to narrow down. Well, well, Avnish, explain that to us. How did that relationship come together? How you pitched this idea? How did this brief come together? Basically, we talk about what are our guiding principles, right? And who can we connect with to one, feel what our, our goals internally as an organization are, but then how can we connect with the community and what, what does that mean, right? So for us, a lot of it has to do with inspiring our, our younger community, right? And really understanding how that connects with different people. So the partnership with the Academy has been really, really fantastic because it's an educational institution that, of course, has a framework, but also has a similar purpose to what we're trying to do, and that's provide a unique experience for them to grow and live off as well. So in going through that process, it, it also, you know, coordinates and aligns with our art initiative too on supporting local artists, supporting local businesses. And we found that that was, although that was there beforehand, it, there was such a need for it and, and a hunger, particularly, you know, going back to COVID for a second there that, yes, you know, local artists, small businesses were struggling, right? And, and still are trying to recover at this point. And and this was our attempt to assist and help and provide some inspiration, some opportunity to get exposure for them as well as they move forward in their lives, whether it's the students or the academy or any other local businesses and organizations we work with. For the students, this is one of those dream assignments. You're going to see your name on a wall that people are going to walk by every single day. It's kind of time and memorials. Like you've, you've done it. <laughs> well, not only have they done it, they're the first of, of many. They're the first class to really, you know, kick this off. But I got to say, you know, even from, from a selfish perspective, honestly, and we talked about just this being inspiring for us. Yes, we provided a creative brief and, you know, some brand guidelines and some scope of work and things, but try to really generalize it as much as possible, but then create like some really wide boundaries. So then the, there was artistic impression and creativity was able to freely roam with it and come out in their designs and elements that they wanted to share with us. 
And so that's really what I feel like we got to see, like how people are responding. And not only is it just like a survey like we've done in the past or talking to residents in person, but this is through the medium of art. These are students who think about things differently and creatively that we got to see what our work and elements have done, have created, and that how they actually illustrated literally out there. So let's get into the brief. Walk us through when you sat down and go, well, I want a mural. And then you're like, okay, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> when, you know, that was kind of it. On your end, how did yeah. how did that conversation go? It was pretty close to that, right? <laughs> we said we want a mural. We have the canvas, right? I mean, I think yeah. it's part of it. We're sitting in, and our first mural is in the village district. And people live differently, right? There's the gamer, there's the artist like yourself, there's a musician, there's the tech individual, there's the attorney, there's the engineer, there's the outdoors person. Everyone's different. To date, Park Merced has said we're 150 acres, 3,200 units. Tomorrow, we say Park Merced is now the village, Parkside, and the Arbalo collection. And so this first mural that we're putting into the village, there is a a design concept, right? That design concept, that mural should embrace the energy and the new urbanism and the style of the village. So we did very much say, here are two walls. All right. <laughs> and then we said, yeah. here's our districting brand concept. Take what we're doing and you create the imagery. And then we had the list of the different proposals came in. Some of the students partnered with other students and some went individually. Everything from the abstract to the whimsical. And we had a very difficult, I will say horrible yeah. experience of having to sift through these. And But I love that one. I yeah. love that one. And look at what's in this one. And this one is, yeah. is so interesting. But we had to pick one, right? And in picking one, there was one that stood out that just fit, right? It, if you look at the brand statement of, of what the village, our intent of designing the village around, it stood out. What is that, those brand guidelines? Because that's something that is so difficult for so many people to understand. And more importantly, as you get working as an artist later on, you're like, brand guidelines. Right. But tell right. me what to do. Yeah. I wanna, you know. yeah. But being on brand and fulfilling your client's need. Right. And what your client is trying to fulfill is the challenge. The paint on the wall is the easy part. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the actually the messaging is the hard part. How did the, the students get to succeed in that with the mural you guys chose? There's that design review process where you have the brand guidelines and the district personas of what we're trying to create, the energy and feel and vibe of this particular district. But what we said right off the bat is like, let's have some creative expression here. We don't want to dictate too much of what you're doing, but here are like certain color usages or more vibrant than muted or, you know, things of that nature. So kind of just a more general direction per the persona of this district. So it wasn't like a 30 page, you know, 100 page guideline book. And, you know, there's a 1A, 1B, 1C, 1D or something like that. It wasn't to that degree. There were, were some things that we were able to kind of relax a little bit just to get the, uh, the artistic impression that we talk and, about. And explain that persona for, for this particular mural a little bit more, because that's a unique thing that's changing so much in yeah. creativity, personas, and as a real driving force. How did you come about that? 
Yeah, you know, well, it took a lot of research and, and due diligence, particularly with uh, corporate marketing and just really understanding, well, one, where is the location of it within the property and in, in relation to the other parts of, of the city, you know, so transportation, you know, the connectivity. Also, the uh, San Francisco State University is adjacent to us. So how, how does that relate and impact where folks want to live, you know, on the property? And then understanding what's here already, of course, because the property has been here for, you know, 70 plus years. And seeing that this, what we, what we were able to come around with is that this area is, is more vibrant, energetic. And so the colors, I like to kind of throw it back to like 90s hip hop, right? Like it's got that feel and vibe of activity and want and action. And so we wanted that to be a part of what was, you know, integral to the, really the mural itself, right? And so they've really done that quite well from showcasing San Francisco, but then also taking into account today's world of social media. So there's Instagrammable locations within the mural too. So, but it's also a point of calm conversation with a silhouette of a person uh, holding a baby or playing with their pet or reading a book. And it kind of asks you the question, you know, well, what are they reading? Yeah, right, right. What were some surprises in the mural that you guys saw that were like, oh man, this is not, wow. I mean, there's so many layers to it. I think when we first embarked upon this, um, we didn't really know what to expect and we were just so blown away with the artistic talent that's out there and the difficulty and the decisions, which is why we call it like a horrible process because it was really difficult for us. Plus we have our own personal feelings and wants on how something looks and then matching that with the creative brief and how things aligned or not aligned. And then wanting to put one on every wall in the, <laughs> in the yeah. property. So, you know, there was that part of it. You know, I think it's just, uh, we wanted to make sure that there's just the sense of place for the immediate neighborhood, right? Immediate blocks around it, and then how it can spill out to the rest of the, the development. I just add to this question, again, the what and the how, right? The what was the selection process that we went through, which was amazing. How we did it in partnership with the academy and the learning experience for the students was we also openly justified our process. And so with David, part of the learning experience was giving the students insight into the things we were looking at. And th that was really interesting for us because it made us better thinking about like, how do we explain ourselves, right? How do we hold ourselves accountable? But sharing our process, sharing our experiences, sharing our lens with the students was also a fantastic learning experience for both them and for us. Going forward, because, I mean, what you're telling us is the emotional benefit for the guests and the community, the emotional benefits for you, dare I say, as a corporation, is good. This is so much better at creating a, a healthier environment. Amazing that that could happen. <laughs> like, I'm looking at you, your body language is like, oh my God, this is actually good. Yeah. Well, why not? Yeah. And why not? I mean, it, it is an interesting thing to think about. It's like, you know, when you're trying to do art, you're like, well, I want to do art because I need a paycheck, but I want to do art because I want it to be good. And now you're actually succeeding at doing both, which is a rare thing. We want the artists to feel authentically part of the piece, right? We want their emotion and their their heart and their feelings and their spirituality to be a part of the work itself. Because that's what creates the essence of what we're trying to create and creates that energy that's going to thrive and resonate through this area for some time. And those are really crucial points to bringing a community together.
you know, the transformation of this process, as I said, the, how we went about it and holding ourselves accountable to, we have a responsibility in this selection process to explain ourselves to the students. And when we met privately, we would end each segment with, how do we explain this? How do we transfer the insight to the student for this? That's invaluable experience as they go in into the world. And it was invaluable experience for us because we challenged ourselves. This is not a contractual agreement. This is an experience. And if we can take that in business, it should be good, right? It should be right. They have tremendous experience and tremendous benefit and tremendous opportunity. Their classroom experience was actually spent learning or experiencing about brand and persona and decision-making leading to what their core mission is, is to put paint on the wall. It is good. And we feel great about it. And we hope the academy feels wonderful about it. And we hope the students and their experience is fantastic. And we did, we're sitting in a vacant apartment that we said, like, we just can't have students here and put paint on the wall. We gave them a place to come. We, we gave them a place to gather. We gave them facilities wherein they could be comfortable. We gave them an opportunity. As you're commuting in, I, I can get changed. I can be comfortable. I could take a break. I can have lunch. I can use the facilities. All parts that were important to us. Parking permits. The infamous Bay Area. Clipper cards, yeah. you know. So two questions. What's next? What's the next visual ideas? Has this sparked for you as a company? How crazy do you want to go on the next one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, let crazy be, you know, I mean, let it shine. I think for us, it's before we talk about like the next, it's about digesting and absorbing what is the now, right? And I think if we can really relish and understand not only the feelings, but the achievements and then maybe the improvements, if there are some to be had. But just understand what is now, like and be appreciative of that moment, because this is a pretty remarkable for us as an organization. I think it was a partnership standard. We really want to reflect and acknowledge that moment in the now. And yes, there will be a next. I think uh, we've got some other programs in, in place, but I don't know. I, I think now is really the time to just reflect where we are. Yeah. Stay present. We have plenty of space and the number of blank walls. The first one is always the hardest, right? There is now a relationship formed with the academy. It can expand into landscape architecture and lighting and design. And I think there are many video op, you know, opportunities. The first step in the relationship is the hardest. We have more opportunity than, you know, you have time to solve. So. <laughs> we're, and we're really excited about it. Last question, because this is the big one for, for students, is advice for dealing with a corporate entity who may, you guys aren't, you guys are the, seems to be the most fabulous client to ever work for, but when a potential artist and a potential student is coming to go, well, we want to do art, what are some things they need to be thinking of to communicate with you guys effectively? Yeah, I would give the advice I gave my daughters and I'll give the advice I give myself a couple times a week is listen, step back away from yourself and your perception and 
your concept of what is or what could be and listen for a moment. Authentically absorb and listen. Because when you do that, the answers are inside the conversation, right? The intentions are inside the conversation. Your decision is also inside the conversation because you have as much right to decide if you want to continue on with this corporate client, which may go in a direction when you listen, you don't want to be in, or when you pay attention to it, that you realize it will be a destructive, not a productive relationship because we give the answers through the conversation, whether how important brand standard is, how important our will over your creativity will be, or how important creativity is. And your responses, my responses are always better when I listen. <laughs>